It is a wonderful football Wednesday here on You Better You Bet on the Beck UL Network. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. And it's great to welcome in our audience on stadium, carrying us 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern every day. Thank you very much to everyone watching us right now on stadium. We got an awesome three hours coming up for you here on You Better You Bet. 20 minutes from now, Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger will join Ken and yours truly. 40 minutes from now, the face and voice of the National Hockey League on Turner Sports, our good friend Liam McHugh stops by ahead of our Turner's doubleheader tonight, nationally televised in the National Hockey League. Can't wait to talk NHL, the games tonight, and season preview with our good friend Liam McHugh. That's coming up later this hour. Next hour, it'll be hashtag Will Wednesdays, our friend Will Brinson from CBS Sports, and the great Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, both talking week six in the NFL. Lockmas is still to come. Golf bets still to come. Bets of steel still to come. Major League Baseball bets still to come, including the Phillies and the Braves starting in a little over an hour here. What a great time of year. Hashtag October. But joining us right now to kick off the festivities today on Stadium and hour number two on this wonderful football Wednesday is our good friend, Pro Sports Better, the great Rob Pizzola. You got to check out Rob's content company, The Hammer. They are on Twitter at The Hammer HQ. A lot of people from The Hammer come on our show and support us, so support them. Check out The Hammer on Twitter at The Hammer HQ. And Rob's sports betting podcast, which is awesome, circles off. Be sure to check it out wherever you find your podcasts. My friend, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy week six in the NFL. Yeah, happy week six. You seem pretty fired up, Nick. I'm, I'm maybe not as excited about the, today and this week's card as you are, but uh, happy to talk to you and and uh, break down this card this week. And honestly, wasn't a great week for me last week. So hopefully, hopefully a bounce back spot. Well, Rob, you, you got to know what this is like, though. Like we we hit the golf outright last week on like an 80 foot putt in a five man playoff. Just like something really inexplicable. That's not going to like baseball. We didn't watch baseball the whole year. Nick, if two innings into the first game, Nick goes, the Rangers are the team that's going to win this year. They sweep. Then they sweep again. I mean, it's just like one of those stupid things where you just like whatever you click the button. And you're just like, yeah, I got that. Like that's going to that's going to come in. And, I, we, you know, but we've had plenty of weeks like what you're describing last week, too. But let, let's kind of see. Let's see what we can get into this week. So naturally, we're going to start with Vikings-Bears, apparently, a game that you have a strong opinion on. We did this last hour. No Jefferson. Maybe the Vikings kind of on the verge of of bottoming out, potentially trading Kirk Cousins. That's like all the rumors that are swirling right now. Vikings just a two and a half point road favorite. Also inclement weather expected in this game. So the total's getting bet down to like 44, 44 and a half. What do we like here, Rob, uh, with the Vikings and the Bears? Yeah, I mean, I feel like an insane person just going back to this same team again. I've watched a lot of the Vikings this year. Now, granted, it's going to be a very different offense without Justin Jefferson, but I think this is a short price with Minnesota. And the inclement weather, a lot of people have made cases for the Bears uh, if it does have like really bad weather and wind gusts, but the Bears running back depth is a an abomination right now, especially if Khalil Herbert misses this game. Roshan Johnson's still in concussion protocol. Travis Homer banged up. Like, it's going to be the Deontay Foreman show. I'm fine with the Vikings defense against the Deontay Foreman show. But really, the weather forecast, I think, is being blown out of proportion right now. It's kind of been improving over the course of the week. We won't really know the exact weather conditions until Sunday. But what it comes down to here is that you've got Chicago coming off a great game against Washington on Thursday night football last week. They played really well. Their offense looked in sync for the first time in a long time. And how quickly we forget that they lost to the Denver Broncos the week before. Like an absolute disaster of a a game there, a play that close game with the Denver Broncos the week before. Justin Fields looked much better, but miserable career numbers when he's blitzed. And that's how the Brian Flores defense runs. 
blitz, blitz, blitz. Fields has not proven at any point throughout his career that he is able to come back and face that blitz. And like I said, if this becomes a, a weather game, sure, I'll take I'll take the Vikings offensive line and their offensive front and their running back depth chart over the Chicago Bears. So uh, a lot of movement here, obviously, towards the Bears and total down because of the inclement weather. But yeah, I, I can't get off the Vikings yet. I, at some time, they're going to play like a complete game where the referee's not going to pick up a flag in the end zone for defensive pass interference for the first time in like 15 years, by the way, last week against the Chiefs. A third and 18 where Mahomes is going to throw off his back foot like a mile in the air through a Vikings defender's hands. Like this cannot go on forever. And the Bears are like the perfect get right team. I, well, I think this this cannot go on forever i think would i would take that more to mean like the chiefs can't keep getting this this bull crap going on forever by the way it was the same rant i did on monday can you tell rob and i both been on the minnesota vikings this past sunday against kansas city what an annoying annoying game that was all right rob let's go to the uh the jaguars and the colts in the afc south where you know uh anthony richardson placed on ir out somewhere from four to eight weeks hopefully we'll be back at some point this season with the shoulder injury that stinks, obviously, but we as sports betters and fans, we trudge on. Now Gardner Minshew will be the starting quarterback for the Colts in a hashtag revenge spot against his former team, one of his former teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars coming off a great game in London. Trevor Lawrence outplaying Josh Allen. The defense looked good. Jacksonville in Duval, a four-point home favorite against Indy, 45-and-a-half the total. Rob, what do you like in this one? Yeah, so a lot of people will talk about the spot for this game with the Indianapolis Colts with Jacksonville playing in London, beating the Buffalo Bills, letdown or whatever. I don't really factor that into my handicapping, so to speak. It would be upside, I guess, if that really exists for this week's game. But I like the Colts. I do. There's a lot of talk about like the differences between Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew, how they run the offense. But overall, Minshew has been very good this season. If you look at his yards per attempt, success rate, EPA, when he's had to play for the Colts this season, it has been much higher than the average EPA success rate, yards per play, that the opposing defense generally gives up. So I like Minshew here. I'm just not there with the Jags yet because I'm not sold on their offense. And it hasn't been consistent so far this season. I've been finding excuses all year long, right? With the injuries at wide receiver and some drops and, and this and that. They have issues at tackle this week with like banged up left tackle and right tackle. But ultimately, they caught a Bills team last week that where the entire defense got injured in, in that London game last week, like over and over and over. And they were finally able to move the ball. Indy has some big upside here with the potential of their left tackle returning, with the potential of Shaq Leonard returning, with the potential of Quiddy Pay returning to this game as well. I just can't get here. I'm at like a 3.25 Jacksonville number, and that's because I I don't give Jacksonville much in terms of home field advantage either, but I like the Colts this week. Also worth keeping in mind, like, even though it's a different quarterback in this game, like obviously these teams played in week one. So like even some familiarity, like Shane Steichen in the offense, even though it's Minshew instead, like maybe, maybe some of the same stuff, at least like have some tape to go over, which might be pretty good. Uh, Rob, we, we talked about the, the Patriots and the Raiders in the first hour. Like, we're, man, we're going through, like, a lot of the trash games. But, like, hey, they're good betting opportunities, whatever. Uh, Belichick saying today Mac Jones will still be the starting quarterback for New England. Uh, we, same market we basically had the whole time. Raiders, a full three-point favorite at home. A very low total in the game. I would argue not low enough, but still 41 and a half. But the Patriots offense being absolutely a disaster the last couple of weeks. What do you like in this game? Yeah, so let, let's start with the Patriots offense being a disaster because that's the talk, right? Statistically speaking, everything has been a problem for them. If you look at Mac Jones in his career, he has a 2.6 turnover-worthy percentage. 
this season alone, it's six and a half percent. It's more than doubled. They don't have a downfield passing game. They can't complete stuff underneath. They can't get the running game going. It's ugly. But we have to account for who they've played. They've played the Eagles. They've played the Jets. They've played the Cowboys. They've played the Saints defenses. These are never defenses that Mac Jones is going to beat. Like over his career, he's just not going to have success against defenses that can rush for and generate pressure or that can play tight to the New England receivers that just aren't very good. The Raiders' defense is not that. They're just not. They're 25th in EPA adjusted for strength of schedule, 27th success rate. They've generated pressure at the third worst rate in the entire league. So I actually do think you'll see some positive regression from the New England offense this week. In terms of the defense, yes, Christian Gonzalez, Matthew Judon, that's concerning. I just don't like the Raiders' offense. There's some familiarity here with Belichick and Garoppolo. That should help in planning. But right now, Las Vegas cannot run the ball with Josh, Josh Jacobs. And that just makes things so much more challenging for this offense. They still run the ball heavily on early downs. They force Jimmy G to convert some third and longs. I we're, We've gotten to the point now where like we're saying that the Raiders are substantially better than the Patriots. I do not agree. I don't. And I think a lot of what we've seen from the Patriots right now is just quality of competition in those defenses. So give me New England plus three. I've also played them on the money line in this game. I'm a big fan of the Patriots this week. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. Wonderful football Wednesday. Talking week six in the NFL with our friend pro sports better Rob Bazola. Rob on Twitter at Rob Bazola. Uh, Rob, let's go to the NFC West. Rams out to a touchdown favorite at home against the Arizona Cardinals. The total here is 48 and a half. And for those hashtag sickos out there, uh, Cardinals depth chart released at running back today with James Conner out for a while for Arizona. Keontae Ingram, the RB1, and our guy, Amari DiMercato, the RB2. Rob, I am sure that factors into your handicap of this game. Well, listen, I, J- James Conner is a is a law, a bit of a loss. He's had a lot of success in this offense. I'm I'm not a running backs don't matter guy. I think that they do. I think a lot of people just overrate how much they matter. By the way, I cannot believe the four games that I gave you to talk about this week and this being like the last of them. But this is why we bet on sports, right? This one is simple for me. I think the Rams are are fine. Like they've showed me way more than I thought they were going to show me early on in this year. But we're getting to a point now where they've gone from like this underdog Cinderella team that like very low win total to now having to win by eight points to cover a spread. And Arizona to me has been very competitive. Cardinals played the Cowboys, 49ers, Bengals the past three weeks. We know it went against the Cowboys with the 49ers game. They hung titles last week. I would say 34-20, not indicative of how that game played out. There was obviously a crucial pick six after the Cardinals stopped Joe Mixon on fourth and short. Very competitive team. So overall, I expect that the Cardinals will be able to hang around in this game. The Rams have generated eight sacks in five games this year. Sixth lowest pressure rate in the league. Fourth worst EPA per play on defense. This is not the statistical profile of a team that is going to cover big spreads regularly. So it's nothing about like, hating the Rams or anything like that. But now I think we're overrating them a little bit. Cardinals are live. Give me the plus seven minus 110 with Arizona. Rob, we, we talked earlier about maybe the Vikings trying to bottom out. Maybe they end up trading Kirk Cousins. Maybe they don't, but that's just kind of like we're speculating right now. You would assume the, the first caller on Kirk Cousins would probably be the New York Jets because of, you know, what happened with Aaron Rodgers and you got Zach Wilson. And he's looked pretty good the last couple of weeks, but they could probably 
maybe still use an upgraded quarterback. Uh, we know it'll be Wilson for this game, at least. And it and it, it doesn't look great from a point projection standpoint. They're a full touchdown underdog now. So Philly was like six, six and a half. Now it's seven. The total in the game, like 41, 41 and a half. Uh, what do you like here? Yeah, so I, I'm going to monitor the weather in this game, as I think is crucial for all the East Coast games this week. I know you guys have talked about this ad nauseum this week. But I have a pretty strong lean to the over if the conditions end up playing well. And to me, the Eagles offense, as much as we talk about how like, oh, they struggled early in the year, Jalen Hurts doesn't look like himself, it's getting better and better with each passing week. And that's not even including the fact that they stink in the red zone. They've gone from being the third best red zone team in the league last year to 27th this year. New offensive coordinator, sure. Over time, the Eagles are not going to end the season as a 27th best red zone offense. They're going to be an above average red zone offense by the end of the year with the weapons that they have. So I do think the Eagles are going to score in this game. It's a matter of whether the Jets can or not. Listen, the Eagles have given up a lot of big plays. Obviously, there's a big mismatch here with their defensive line against the Jets offensive line. Elijah Vera Tucker out. That's a significant loss. But when the Eagles are up, they do play a little bit softer. They do give up big plays. And on top of that, I kind of like the fact that they can get pressure with four because when you put Zach Wilson under pressure, you get chaos sometimes. That leads to defensive touchdowns, short fields for the Eagles. So this is a pretty low total, in my opinion, for an Eagles game against anyone, honestly, at 41. A very strong lean to the over here. I hope I, I bet the over in the Jets-Broncos game last week. I almost had a stroke watching the Jets in the red zone. Maybe that's going to like correct at some point as well because they're not just going to have a million red zone trips and unable to score, but they were somewhat moving the ball in that game. Offenses looked a lot better the last couple of weeks. So strongly into the over here. And to Rob's point, the Jets did have five first and goals in that game against Denver and had to settle for yep. five field goals in the game. We all had yeah, that over. That would have been terrible if we had yep. lost it. Uh, Rob, we have 60 seconds left here. Would love quick thoughts if you could, like 15 seconds on each Thursday night football, Broncos and Chiefs, and then on Sunday with the Lions and the Bucks in Tampa, about 15 seconds for each if you'd be so kind. Yeah, Broncos Chiefs, like, obviously very much monitor the, uh, the the weather report here. So, like, as of now, we're talking wind gusts of 25 to 30 miles an hour. That's just going to make the Broncos appealing to me. Just because you get, you, you, you lose, like, the downfield threat of the pass. Uh, you have the Chiefs running it more. You condense the game. The Broncos stink. Their defense stinks. Everything about them stinks. But you condense the game and you're getting double digits. That's appealing. In terms of the Lions and the Bucks, Baker Mayfield's entire career he sucked against pressure this year he's great against pressure I don't know where that's coming from I have a strong lean to the Lions I think Baker's going to turn into a pumpkin again some point soon uh, worth noting, literally this coming down seconds ago, got the notification on my phone. Mike Evans did not practice today for the Buccaneers with that hamstring injury. He suffered that before the bye against the New Orleans Saints. Check Rob out on Twitter at Rob Pozzola. Follow The Hammer on Twitter at The Hammer HQ. And check out Rob's sports betting podcast, Circles Off. My friends, sincerely appreciate it. Let's go Canucks tonight against the Edmonton Oilers, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Good luck with your bets. Like, I guess Rob's more of a Blue Jays fan. I just like the – or uh, Maple Leafs fan. I like the Canucks right. tonight. Brian Baldinger coming up next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network.